Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome all of our baby boomer friends. This is a very special uh, edition of Another Day Above Ground because the three of us are together face-to-face, which normally we aren't because we live in different cities, and we are uh, at my tiki bar uh, behind my uh, behind my estate. So it's a it's a live broadcast for the first time in about three years, and we're, uh, we're very happy to be here. And when I say we, of course, I mean my two partners. First, let me introduce who drove in all the way from Indiana just to be here, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, a big deal was made about Joe Biden's fist bump with the Saudi prince. What a lot of people don't realize is the fist bump is the traditional greeting in Saudi Arabia between shoplifters. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very nice to see if they've had all their fingers taken off. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Yeah, this is why they need me in the room every three years, because I'm a little slow on the uptake. That was funny. And uh, self-evidence to slow on the uptake, please. (laughs) She came here all the way from Denver, Colorado, which, That is a drive. That is a drive. It would be if I had driven, yes. Well, she flew here, and boy, are her arms tired. But uh, please welcome uh, Carolyn Strauss. Hey, everybody. It is so amazing to be here in the Tiki Bar. And it is three years since we were all together here. And last time you were here, I was melting. I felt like the Wicked Witch. It was like 99 (laughs) degrees. There was no air. So if you're hearing a breeze in the background, it's because today it is 85 degrees, breezy and absolutely spectacular here in Dale's Tiki Bar. So when we did the Tiki Summit the last time, it had seemed that we had been doing this show for a very long time. More weeks than listeners, I think. <laughs> and it had only been less than a year. Really? It had only been less than a year? Yeah. Oh. So we're, we're almost four then, right? That's right. I believe so. And we're number 10 in Mexico. In <laughs> maybe, That's because they the, don't speak English. <laughs> maybe we should go to Mexico for the next Tiki Summit. Ooh, good Ooh. idea. We might yeah. be able to pack the house. Well, Carolyn's a travel coordinator, so you're in charge of that. What? I'm the guest coordinator. I'm the travel coordinator. I see. Do I have to clean up after we're done here, too? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you could write the jokes instead. You make the decision. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll clean up. I want to stay I want to stay in the ratings in Mexico. <laughs> Well, uh, let me explain to our listeners exactly what the Tiki Bar is that's being referenced. In uh, my house, I, I always wanted to own a bar, but there's so much paperwork that you have to go through, and it costs a lot. So when I had my uh, my yard redone into a uh, basically a park, at the very back, I wanted to open my own bar. So I built a, uh, I think it's about a 12 by 20 foot shed, and turned it into my Tiki Bar with resplendent decorations from all over the world that I have collected. So this is my happy place, which means, which brings me to the point of this week's uh, discussion. As baby boomers, we've got a lot to worry about. We've got to worry about getting older, about getting sick, about our kids, about our grandkids, about our parents sometimes. We've got to worry about the economy. We've got to worry about if we're going to run out of money. We need a safe place to go. We all need a happy place. 
So that's what we want to try and get you to do is to figure out your happy place. Mine is here in my uh, in my tiki bar, but Carolyn, where's your happy place? I can guess. <laughs> not the mattress store <laughs> there's no fun in the store you guys come on no it's closed no all right so so um there are two men involved in my happy place ben and jerry <laughs> <laughs> so if they're around i'm happy happiness lives at the bottom of an ice cream tub yeah it lives in the middle at the bottom it's just sad <laughs> really ice cream yeah. is your happy no. Oh. no 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 i just but it, it does make me happy and it's easier to come by than getting to one of my happy places. So, all right. Depending on how you mean that. <laughs> yes. All right. I, I, got I haven't seen my happy place in years. Yeah. That's why dieting is good. It's... No, I mean, look, apple picking. And I know that sounds weird, but there's something about being in an apple orchard in October in New England with the leaves changing and the fruit right there on the tree and picking the fruit off the tree and having it be quiet and cool and like tasting nature that that's actually my my one of my happiest places did the snake talk to you too we're, we're like this you don't, you don't think i got like this by accident <laughs> every time i go to a cider mill i'm always chased out by the bees yeah there tend to be a lot of them around there it's uh <clears throat> i asked somebody i i, I uh, a comic friend of mine he he was dating a beekeeper she had been, she had come from like, she's like a fourth generation beekeeper. So I had all sorts of bee questions because it's, you know, it, 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 it. To be or not to be? Was that the first one? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I mean, bee, bee husbandry is kind of a, kind of a weird uh, uh, profession. It's a weird so, phrase, bee husbandry. Well, beekeeping, they call it. Beekeeping. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like husbandry because it's because well, so, yeah, it's so, <laughs> every time you say the word, Carolyn gets breaks out into a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Human husbandry, any kind of husbandry, is very terrifying for me. Uh, you've got your apples. But I ask you why? Why is that? Because I've noticed it. If you go to the zoo in the fall, if you go to, 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 to other kind of events, if you have like coke or anything like that, the bees find it and they want it. And they're always around the concession stands, swarming. And that's why they—that's why they're, they, you keep snorting coke like that. You're gonna swarm. <laughs> <laughs> but she said, she said, what happens is, uh, during the most of the summer, they're out looking for sweet things. But there's plenty of flowers in that. They said, she said, when uh -huh. the fall arrives, uh -huh. the sources of uh, nectar become more scarce, and that's when they move into the zoos and the, the festivals and the parks and the. Cider mills. Well, there now. See, you've learned something, folks. In the fall, stay away from sweet things. You know, especially if you're carrying them around, because that'll attract bees. So that's very good. Very good. Tim, where's your happy place? Yeah, you the know. Uh, 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 <laughs> I was going to say the cider mill. <laughs> <laughs> I like the beach. I've always been a beach guy. But really? It's, uh, yeah. 
Okay. You like the the sand and the dirt and the seaweed oh, yeah. and the the sunburns. Washed up needles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, unfortunately, that's the that's the Chicago beach. <laughs> oh, the so dead I, I'm fish. Not really I'm sorry. A, not really a Chicago beach guy, but uh, I think my happy place is 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 on a stage in front of an audience. Wow, mm. I think that's uh. It, it, it's as I've as I've uh, aged in this profession, I've realized that comedy is far less a profession and far more an addiction. Because if you talk to some really hardcore addicts and comedians, same, same life, same lifestyle, <laughs> it, 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 driving, wow. and sometimes it's the distance. same person. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lots lot of, of times, <laughs> lots of lots of cross addictions. Yes. But I mean, you talk to a comic, you talk to a, an addict, it, it, it's the same thing. You, you have people that will drive long distances in the middle of the night for a fix. You, uh, uh, you Pit, pe- pull up to seedy places. You just showed us a picture of a place you yeah, performed recently. In, yeah, questionable neighborhoods. Uh, living in an apartment with three or four other co-enablers that have the same <laughs> Or in your car, you know. And, and I guarantee you listen to a comic on the phone to a booker trying to get a gig. It's identical to somebody who's uh, talking to their dealer. Wow! It's like, um, come on, can, can I just get a, just get a little, just a, yeah, <laughs> just need yeah, a taste. I, I need something to carry me through the week. Just, just a five minute set. Yeah, that's all. My beak a little bit. All, come on. That's all I need. Wow! Wow! If I had to pick a beach, have you guys been to Bermuda? Yes, I've been there. Have you been times. to Horseshoe Bay? Yes, I have. Okay, am. so if I had to pick my favorite beach in the world, it would be Horseshoe Bay because the sand is pink. Mm-hmm. It feels like talcum powder. The the pink sand and the turquoise water and those beautiful rocks that make it mm-hmm. the horseshoe mm-hmm. shape. Mm-hmm. That I was there many, many times. So I spoke on cruise ships. When I lived in New York City, I contacted the cruise ship companies when I was 25 and thought they must need speeches on cruise ships and kept getting booked on that. Mm-hmm. And so I would do like a one week, twice a year, leaving out of New York City. So all I had to do was take a taxi across town to the pier in New York and go and spend a week in Bermuda and do three or four one-hour speeches. Easier than emceeing, by the way, which I haven't thought about how much easier that was. What did, what did you talk about? Oh, my gosh. I did um, Finding Happiness in Your Closet, and it was truly about packing. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Yeah, that could have been very appropriate. Very woke of you. I could have, and one was about um, packing without baggage. I mean, this was when I was in my twenties and early thirties. It was all about packing and all about women. And what does your favorite color say about you? It was like the psychology of color. It was like astrology and colors moved together. Did they pay you for that? What they did is they let me go for free, but I had to bring someone, and it was like five hundred dollars, and that covered our taxes our room, and everything. So I went with friends, and I went with the occasional boyfriend who never lasted beyond the cruise. And I went with my mom once and my dad once. That one was really cool. That barely lasted beyond the cruise. No, those. (laughs) Those were amazing. And I took my sister a couple times. It was amazing. Wow. So, yeah. so, so the cider mill is starting to drop down on your yeah, level of what? happy. Apparently, you've, you've remembered a happy place. I have. That you wow. like better than that. When I worked cruise ships, you know, they used to pay us a couple grand. We could bring anybody we wanted <laughs> right. for free. <laughs> but I was only there for a week. You were stuck there for a long, long time. How long were the contracts? Like three, four months? It depends. Each one was individual. One, you know, 
one uh, line that I worked with, uh, I'd go on for uh, two weeks and then come off for two and then go back for two and then come off for two. And uh, other ones could go, I never went on longer than about a month. But okay. then I'd come back in a week or two and do another month. And where did they leave from usually? Usually from uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale. Yep. I did do the one from New York to Bermuda. Um, and the best ones I ever did were uh, Alaska. Mm. That's a good cruise. I'm doing that in two weeks. Did I tell you guys that? No, no, yeah. you're telling everybody right now. Apparently, so. I am. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, I'm going um, in August. I'm going for a week with my friend Sandy, the judge. We both need a week off, and we did a we booked a cruise. I love that Alaska cruise. So mm -hmm. we're leaving out of Seattle and doing the fjords in Juneau and Ketchikan. Oh, and then, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, the most fun you can have on an Alaska cruise, because people are all standing outside and they're looking at the glaciers, and just for no reason at all, you point in another direction and go, whale! <laughs> and they all turn around and look. <laughs> then great. you do it to the other side. It's very amusing. Oh, my, my, my game is that when you actually see a whale, is you say, that is a really big fish. <laughs> And then time how many seconds it takes someone to correct you. I will do that. Yeah, no, do that. It's 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 a lot of fun. I also did cruises out of uh, out of uh, L.A. too in mm -hmm. San Pedro, and that was those were always good. Was that the Mexican Riviera one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I spoke on that one a couple times. There's another book by Herman Melville who wrote Moby Dick uh, called Taipei. Mm -hmm. And the way the book starts is that essentially, and it's something uh, uh, you don't realize, is when you were on a whaling vessel, is the person who invested put a lot of money into the boat, uh, filled it up with supplies and everything you need to get a whale, and you didn't come back until you got a whale. You know, might take a weekend, might take a year, might take several, but you do not come back and face that investor without wow. a whale. And there's legends of there were legends in the whaling community about these ghost ships. It was people that went out looking for a whale and never found one. And everyone on the boat eventually starved to death or otherwise expired. And their souls would still cruise on these ships looking for that whale so they could go home. Wow. And uh, talking to cruise ship comics, there's a few guys like that. You're right. <laughs> You're right. That You're are right. now just on these cruise ships, going from ship to ship to ship. They have no more home. They don't even realize they're dead. <laughs> they're <laughs> I have a weird biology question. How long does it take? Uh oh, we're oh. being bombed. Everybody under the card table, protect yourselves. I saw something from Bob Hope once, and he said, "Whenever you hear a plane." You look up the joke that the joke that always works is you look up and say, "I hope they're on our side." <laughs> really, that always works. Uh, it, did, it, did when, it did when Bob Hope was was working uh, during, during the war. Yeah, uh, I've, I've tried it since. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's a Delta plane, you idiot. What are you talking about? How long does it take a little whale to become a grown-up whale? Do we have any idea biologically how long that happens? Sure, ask Alexa. She'll tell you in no time. We or should Siri, ask her. But you know, yeah. why would you? Why would you care? Because I'm thinking, if you're one of those whaling ships, you catch a baby put it on a leash, 
bring it with you until it grows up and you bring it back. You're done. It's a great idea. Put it on a leash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just take one of your wenches to suckle it up to <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. I forgot about that. That's, that's, your, that's your job. This, <laughs> and you wonder why I don't have children. This still is why I don't have children. <laughs> oh. Well, all right. What uh, what do you like to do? We know each other's uh, happy place, but we can't always be there. So, what do you like to do to, you know, if you're someplace else, to to change your mood? Find somebody funny to hang out with. There's nothing better than finding new people who have a sense of humor. So you talk to people until somebody makes you laugh, and that's the one you keep talking to. But there's only two of us, me and Tim. That's what <laughs> Why do you think I flew all the way from Colorado to be here, you guys? And sometimes you just have, I, I guess with that philosophy, you just have to go to the bar until drink and drink until anything someone says is funny. <laughs> and it's never you. <laughs> That's not how I remember it. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, music works for a lot of people depending yeah. upon the music, and you have a different mood for each different kind of, of music that you have. Like back here, I play a lot of uh, Caribbean and Jimmy Buffett music just because it seems to fit the tiki bar. It does. In the house, I listen to jazz. You know, it's just uh, it, it whatever whatever makes you not sad, I guess. And in the car. In the, I just got uh, serious. I have it too. Isn't it great? I just got it, and because I drove from here down to Nashville, and it was nice because you kept the same stations and the same, you know, people. Did you, you find to the radio to. classics? That's one of my favorite. Yeah, that's one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. I found one vinyl classics, which is really cool. Huh. Yeah. You're gonna laugh. I like yacht rock radio. It's all the songs of the '70s and '80s that I grew up with, like England Dan and John Ford Coley, and and who else? I think um, he just died. Didn't England Dan just die? I think he did. Yeah, I thought it was Holler Oates or something like that. I think both, yeah. actually. Really? Yeah. Oh no, no, it was Seals, or was As, it Crofts? Seals and Crofts, yeah. Could have been. It was either Seals Love, or Crofts too. But speaking of, of acts in the 70s, I just saw coming to Chicago, Weird Al Yankovic. He's still alive? Yeah. He's doing a, he's doing a, it's it's not his parodies. He's actually doing his, his original songs. And and uh, he has an opening act. I just read this in the paper. Yep. Our friend Emo Phillips yep. is the opening act for, uh, for Weird Al Yankovic. And you couldn't have a marriage <laughs> made in heaven any better than that. You know, that's... that's, that's we should have Emo on the show. You yeah, him you never met him. Show. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... Uh... He, he used to come over here when my daughter was little, because I did some things for him at his house, and one time he came over, he says, I brought something for Nikki, and he had a big garbage bag with him. And he opened it up, and it was one of those those furry snakes that you get at, like, the carnival. Scared the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the dog the dog came over, you know, and it was sniffing him, and he petted the dog, and he said, I need to wash my hands. I've just touched an animal. And then he sat down again, and <laughs> she nudged his hand from underneath. <laughs> I need to wash an animal. It's just touched me. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> oh yeah, he'll be proud. That'll be a show. That will be. A, that, will, that will be a show. If you go to a stone, you'll never see reality again. Oh, what's your favorite uh, favorite types of? Uh, you like seventies rock? How about you, Tim? What's your favorite type of music? You know, I'm I, I've got a wide variety. It's hard to say. It's, yeah, I'm kind of it, like that too. It's as I as I as I aged, I've gone through phases. When people ask me what my favorite band is, tell me a year, and I can tell you when yeah, you, what my favorite band exactly. was that year. I can't tell you what it is now or what it ever. I, I, I'm not that. Not that way. What it reminds me of, though, you listening to Yacht Rock, there was a Night Gallery once, which was like the outgrowth of the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. it was the, uh, I it, remember Night Gallery. It was still Rod Serling, and it was still kind of still kind of the same ironic twist shows. And there was one where John Aston, better known as Gomez Adams, yep. plays a hippie, which was always funny in the in the 60s and 70s to see these uh, old guys playing hippies. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just an old guy with with bangs now, now <laughs> just look in a mirror <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so john asked him playing the hippie he goes in and gets into an accident and uh gets stuck in this room and he's in this room with a record player and all it's playing is like old honky-tonk re records and there's an old guy in there talking about the one year where the crop didn't come in and baby had the croup <laughs> and, uh, and and he, he he like he calls for the calls for the attendant. And he goes, you know, wh whose idea of heaven is this? And I think it was Sebastian. It might have been Sebastian Cabot. I don't know for sure. And, and, and uh, he says, uh, "Ooh, why do you think you went to heaven?" <laughs> and, he, and he's going, what, what, "What?" And he's going. And he goes, you know, the ironic thing is, this exact same room is up there as well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what I think of when I could would think of an eternity of listening to Yacht Rock. Is <laughs> the way that that, that, that uh, episode ended with John Aston holding his ears, rolling on the floor, going, Bummer! Bummer! <laughs> and the difference between a crop and a croup is a simple vowel movement. Vowel movement. Oh. Vowel. C R O P C R O U P E. <laughs> got it. Wow, we really, you really got, you know, we got to get you on some sort of medication. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> like you're at the same level as the rest of us. Yeah, I don't climb down steps. That favorite long. movies. Favorite movies Defending ever that you can life. you can watch and be happy after you've watched it. Defending your life. Who's in it and what's Albert it about? Albert Brooks, Meryl Streep. It's about what happens after you die. The five days after you die, you have oh, to go right. and I've defend your life. I've seen that. Yeah. And I believe that's exactly what happens when we die. Wow. And it's funny and I love Best it. Best of luck to you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Worst thing that can happen is you have to come back to Earth. And as long as I can come back. You know, as a very wealthy man, I'll be fine. What's, when, it's only getting hotter here with more viruses and diseases. And, you know, once you're dead, stay that way. That's my motto. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, again, with movies, I, I, I don't know. You'd have to give me a year and I could tell you probably my right, favorite movie. Right, that right, year. right. The most recent one I saw that I really, really liked was The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I've seen it, yeah. You've seen it? Yeah, I yeah. Not. Highly recommend it. It's a Coen Brothers film. And it's uh, six vignettes set in the Wild West. 
and it's it, it's all it, it, it's it's all the stereotypes about the Wild West that you that you've seen, but they're real. They feel real because it's there's no there's no it's it is the old West. So it starts out with the ballad of Buster, Buster Scruggs, who uh, uh, plays a singing cowboy, mm. and what. It's what life would really have been like if you were a singing cowboy in the old <laughs> <West>. <laughs> And it goes that there's another, there's a, there's a, there's a young girl on a wagon train to meet her husband that she's going to get married. There's, it's one of the vignettes. And my favorite one, and this got to be yours too, Dale, is uh, the 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 actor. Okay. Yeah, I like that you know, one. You know, it's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's an actor and it is his producer, and they're traveling across the country together. With I don't want to ruin any because you might see it, Carolyn. I don't want to ruin it for any of our audiences, but it is probably the most accurate depiction of show business condensed into a, condensed into a tight yeah. little story that has ever been written. My favorite, and yeah. the only one I really, I, I saw it in a theater and just could not stop laughing, and that's uh, Bad Santa. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> to me, that was just the funniest darn thing I've ever seen. I love that Bad Santa. Yeah. I don't remember, it, and I know I've watched Billy it. Bob Thornton plays mm-hmm. a yeah, drunken no, I, know, I, know, I know, I know I watched it because I was thinking for a while, of uh, trying to book myself uh, during the holidays as a bad Santa. <laughs> is uh, getting a real beat-up Santa outfit and letting my beard grow out and uh, booking myself in holiday parties as the bad... You'll pay me to come in an hour and, and get drunk and um, insult all your guests. Wow. Nice. I would hire you to do that at a Christmas I know, party. I know. I, I know. It sounds, like, it sounds like a real marketable skill. So I did watch Bad Santa so I could get tips, and if I if I remember right, there was nothing in it that really. That would be a stretch for you. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> no, he, he wasn't as bad as I wanted him to be. <laughs> yeah. I did a show one time. I think it was for Johnson Wax or something. It was up in Milwaukee, and they wanted a put on. And I, I said, all right, I want you to tell everybody I'm the new vice president of sales or something like that. And they had these little beverage stations all around the room so i went around gave each guy five bucks and said i'm gonna order a gin and tonic pour me tonic and uh and i was just going from one to the other got more and drunker and drunker and i started to give the speech and you could hear the people in the audience going, oh this poor bastard his career's over <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant <laughs> wax my ass i'll tell you that <laughs> All right. Well, we got a. Was uh, it at the Was it at the Frank Lloyd Wright building there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I hope it wasn't raining. No. (laughs) Why does it leak? Uh, Horribly. Everything (laughs) that Frank Lloyd Wright built with a glass ceiling leaks. (laughs) (laughs) Unity Temple leaked. Everything leaked. Frank Lloyd Wright did a really good job of designing architecture that fit into. Its environment and the surroundings. It was was he was a genius for that. What he forgot was that humans had to exist inside the buildings he built. <laughs> and there, uh, I, I heard I heard a story that uh, that in his later years, declining years at Taliesin in Wisconsin, that he ordered a couch from Marshall Field, and one of his young proteges said, uh, uh, "Mr. Wright, 
you know, why would you have something so ugly in your office? And he goes, I'm tired of trying to pretend my furniture is comfortable. That's exactly right, man. Sitting in those straight chairs, it can't be good. Well, we have uh, we have pretty much come to the end of our show. We hope that you know maybe this has been your happy place. If so, I you know, I really feel sorry for you. You could do better. <laughs> maybe maybe this has turned into your temporary happy place. We hope so because we enjoy uh, bringing it to you. So uh, before we leave, Carolyn, any uh, any last happy thoughts to leave with our listeners? Yeah, find people who make you better find the happy place is to hang out with people who make you funnier please god someday and um who make you who make you happy and make you feel good about yourself and and then find a really cool place like a friend's tiki bar and come hang out for a day and you said find people to make you better i mean i know a lot of people make me bitter yeah Every time I leave and you don't hate me, I feel like I've succeeded at something. That's how I feel about you, Dale. Okay. All right. (laughs) Tim, how about you? Hey, go to timslegel.com. You can't get happier than that. There you go. And I would like you to go to daleirvin.com, where there's a button you can press for Friday Funnies. And every Friday in your email, I will send you an update of the Otter stories in the news, both as a written and a video report. And don't forget to visit our website, Another Day Above Ground where you can read a little bit about all of us. And if you'd like to be on the show, drop us a note. Tell us what you would like to share with Baby Boomers, because that's who we're here for. So until next time, I want you to go out and enjoy your life. Find your happy place, because tomorrow is... Or no, today is. I See, I almost screwed up my own tagline. Today is... Tomorrow may or may not be, but today is... Another day above ground. And that's it for Another Day Above Ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.